knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, I'm done talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, if we right. can load yeah, up, right. Benny, yeah, Benny the Butcher uh, <laughs> and and Timeless Man. This is episode three thirty eight. Ooh. And three, yeah, we just gonna this is gonna be three thirty eight. We just gonna get y'all an extended episode this time, man. It's all guys. Um, Spider's not here, man. Get well. We got the homie Mike in the building. He is the owner of MZ Studios, man, and he about to load us up. And uh, we're gonna bring y'all another good episode. Load up. I do this for suffering children and checks from government buildings. A dope boy who made a check from other than Dylan. What a good feeling when they know you one in a million. The feds bury half of my niggas under the building. Don't judge my life now, nigga, cause I've been mad stressed. On tour with the locks and had a project address. Before this rap shit, all my dad actually did get on this too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, okay. That's what actually brought me into it. Yeah. And I was like, yo, yeah. this dude go hard it's though. Mix. And uh, like I said, my brother, he the one. Put me into it, man. But yeah, this is episode 338, man. You are listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. All guys episode. Just two of us. Just two of us. And you know, normally we have three or four, <laughs> but I think if you've been listening to the podcast for a few years now that you know me and uh, Frank, we can hold on. Indeed. Indeed. I was going through your topics mm-hmm. this morning and I actually added them together late. <laughs> um, I ain't gonna lie. Like I was smoking watching this uh, the game last night. And, uh-huh. Bro, I, I'm talking slumped. Like I, I mean, 30 minutes into the game, I was slumped. So I was like, let me get up this morning and throw this shit together. Hey, but, but your boy and, went and put it out here. Who? Oh, Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. But see, the thing about it is, man, I hate that they blame this guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They blame him for everything. They posted something the other day on Instagram and they were like, yo, Russell Westbrook's 43.8 field goal percentage average this year is higher than James Harden, Jason Tatum, and a lot of other big name players. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is Russ being focused on so much? Well, for one, he they're used to triple doubles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're used to him ripping and running, but he got to follow the line. He's yeah. too, he's not the first best player on the team. He's not the second best player on the team. He's the third. Yeah. You still know what Russ. I'm saying? It, it's still Russ. Yeah. But it's it's been hard for me to watch. It's been hard for me to watch because it's like he don't get in his rhythm. Yeah. And when he's not in his rhythm, it's a bad game, bro. Yeah. It's a bad game. But, yeah, he did good last night, man. They still lost by three. Yeah, I saw the game. I saw the game. But, uh, yeah, it, I, like I'm, I'm kind of like uh, Kendrick Perkins, man. Melo can't guard a park car, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's a liability on the defense. Hey, watch man. your mouth. Watch your mouth. Everybody Melo's my say, guy. Everybody Melo's says my that. guy. I like Melo, too, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hoodie but Melo. He, he be getting Hoodie back Mello. down and, boy. Every time they hit him, it's like he'd be about to stand straight up. So I'd be like, yo, man. But you wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about uh, what made you think about uh, ego as an ingredient for excellence. I know yeah. you just got back from Atlanta mm-hmm. and you kind of experienced some things down there that's a little different. Atlanta is always a place to give you a different perspective. Yes. But what, what made you want to talk about this today? Well, you know, I, I've, um, I played sports growing up. I played sports growing up and, and my son plays sports now. And when I, because I played sports, it, I find myself, as that person, because I was a different personality when yeah. I was on the court than when I was off the court. I was yeah. a different personality. And so I think about that now and how I really like that person still shows up in certain situations when I'm doing business or when I'm at work or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was thinking, of what you know, what makes that person different in that space? Most of the time, the ego is kind of driving me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about ego. And and I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, like, because I'm, I'm able to have some success in some of the things that I'm doing. And I wondered how much of because, you know, we've always kind of spoken of ego, not necessarily in great terms. Yeah. But I think that it's time to recognize that, you know, in the presence of ego, you also have the ability to reach a a place that you normally wouldn't reach unless you let that ego go. Yeah. Which is I mean, mean, to me, I feel like it's part of confidence. Like I always talk about I like to be around confident people, men, Mm -hmm. women. Yeah. people People who feel like I know that they're smarter than me. You know what I'm saying? It's some kind of confidence there to let me know, you know what? I can believe what they're telling me mm-hmm. when they say it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, ego, though, for me, like, I'm probably one of them people, I, you know, people always be like, I'm egotistical or. Yeah. But yeah. it's just. And what does podcast. that really mean? That's just banter, though, on a podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I like I said, I just wanted to know where you got that from. You were talking about moving in a room full of opposites. I know you guys were a part of a, a pilot. Can you talk about that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there's a pilot. Uh, shout out to, to the love coach, Stephanie Gray, out there in ATL. She's doing big things out there. Uh, she uh, actually, her wedding was on My Celebrity Dream Wedding on VH1. So she's definitely making a lot of connections. So she ran a pilot. She does kind of a podcast. Yeah. Co- well, was it on TV? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a. It was. It wasn't in a studio. It was yeah. actually in a space called the Social House. But she had a camera crew there. Yeah. You know, so they recorded the conversation. Yeah. And uh, and so for me, you know, it was, it was Atlanta, and I found myself as probably the only man in the room yeah. outside of the camera crew. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And I was one of the speakers. So I was like, well, okay. Yeah. 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 So I was like, well, how am I supposed to, as a heterosexual man, you know, be able to provide some, some food for thought in a room full of queer women. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta be careful. That's what I'm saying. How do you, how do you do that? You know, and I, and I had me thinking about, you know, because I felt like I showed and I proved because I kind of, you have to, you have to, um, you have to kind of dissolve the barriers of man, woman and all that. So I really spoke from a place of energy. You know what I'm saying? Because a, a masculine presenting woman can can relate to a man like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's crazy. Um, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> but but it's like you have to speak. But to me, it was like it wasn't just that that I thought about. I thought about in that moment and in that situation. But then I thought about as men, you know, just just dealing with white people yeah. or dealing with women yeah. or dealing with, you know, young people or older people. Like sometimes you're going to be in a situation where you're responsible for 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 providing some knowledge and wisdom to people who. Are total opposite. Yeah. How do you do it? But how do you, that's crazy that you say that because I know my manager always says, you know, he's always like, hey, well, we want you to speak in more of these meetings at work. Mm-hmm. And I never do. I've led a few meetings, but I'm like, I don't speak at them because most people don't want to hear the truth, bro. Mm-hmm. And how I, one thing I struggle with in my life is how do you tell the truth or and how do you taper things off mm-hmm. to where it's professional? Yeah. But sometimes important. professionalism is bullshit, though. Yes. And sometimes color coding your words or being politically correct it's bullshit and i think everybody hates sitting in front of somebody hearing something at work that you know is bullshit (laughs) and you know like you could be like yo we've been asking y'all for raises or extended raises for three years now they'll say oh the state this or the state that Mm -hmm. or that it's bullshit yeah what's the real reason what's the real reason so for me i can't go into a meeting and so my answer to that question how do you I just be myself. Yeah. That's very dangerous, but it it's, is. It's, it's who I am. Now, when I say this, let me, let me, cause you got to qualify. I, I'm still trying. <laughs> I still feel the need to clarify some of this shit because a lot of people take what I say sometimes on here wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to a company meeting like nigga, this nigga, that blah, blah. Yeah. What I'm saying is if I'm going to get up there and talk and we're going to talk about pay, I'm going to talk about applying methods to my job and meeting metrics. And I'm going to talk about why I'm not meeting my metrics. Is it because of the company? Is it Mm -hmm. because of the clients I'm working with? I'm not just going to come in and be like, Hey, I asked for a raise. I haven't gotten one in three years. Right. I'm going to bring you numbers and statistics. And I've done that previously with my manager and he was kind of taken aback by it. He was like, I don't know if we need to see all this. And I'm like, I think you do. Yeah. Because you need to know the numbers that we made quarterly. Like for my company, I actually had this conversation with him last week. I said, he said, literally, this is how when he said, how do you feel about the job? I said, it's a great job. I like the independence. I like the travel. I like everything. But I want more money. I need more money. Mm-hmm. I have the degrees. There are certain guys that don't have degrees. You know what I'm saying? That are making what I'm making right. because I've discussed these things with certain dudes. Jobs don't want you discussing these things at work. Oh, because not you with will, other people. You will see that when you have a conversation with a white man, there's a great possibility that that nigga has less than you have in educational value, but more money. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Statistics say most white men make $10,000 more than any other race of man, Mm. especially a black man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and and so much so it's not my manager's fault, because like when I told him this shit, I was like, I know it's not your fault. Yeah. But I'm just telling you these this is the research I have to do. So when I do come to you about something, if I'm meeting my metrics and my money's here and these clients are good, why am I not getting a raise? Mm -hmm. And why is the guy that came on last year making the same thing I'm making when he has no degree? Mm hmm. So those and those are those are the kind of questions you need to ask, and that's why At they don't want point, me in a meeting. Yeah, yeah. Because well, these are the because because I'm holding somebody's feet to the flame, mm-hmm. and people don't like that. Right. Managers especially, they are gonna keep passing that shit up to Atlanta, bro. Yeah, every time, every till time. it ain't nobody up there, that motherfucker. Yeah. But you know the thing is too, like in that situation, like what I've learned over the years is like okay, because I've done both. I've had those conversations in open meetings. Yeah, and then I learned like oh. Okay, so I could have this conversation with 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 open ears mm-hmm. in certain situations. Yeah. I gotta I gotta pick the platform to have this conversation. And usually, that's like a one on one kind of. I mean, situation. that's what I was just about to say. It's best to be one on one. Most definitely. I know uh, my manager. He was like, "Yeah, I've been talking to upper management about you. You know, I've been telling them how great you're doing." Blah uh-huh. blah blah blah. He's like, "Now the things that you want." He's like, "Be sure to tell that to them when they give you a call about positions and whatever." Right. Speak to that shit. But he said. Just don't hit him with everything at once. No, yeah, of course. And I told him, I said, I'm not. I know his head will be spinning if I hit him with everything that, you know. Yeah, I was like, the only thing that. I really want to know is how can I get paid because I'm not progressing in my career the way I would like to. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of effort. It's just because it seems like in this region, shit's capped off. Yeah, okay. So that's why relocation for me is always up on the table because I'm just like, yo, 
I got to I got to figure this shit out. Let's see what it is. So it's out there talking about like and, and this kind of goes into our next topic about like careers. And, you know, a lot of people put a lot of energy into their career. You hear mm-hmm. so many people talking about, hey, if you sleeping or like basically you can't take no break. If right, you ain't hustling no or working or grinding, yeah. there's no success there. Uh-huh. And I can't remember who said it, but um, I watched something one day and they were saying, I hate when people say if you work hard, you know, you can you'll have this type of life. Mm-hmm. And the reason they said that it was like because people who may not be as successful as the next person, it almost implies that if they haven't, if they're not at a certain part in life, they haven't worked hard. And that's bullshit. That is bullshit. Because I think about myself and I literally think I just told I don't know if it was you or somebody. I told somebody last week, I said, I feel like if I was a white guy with everything that I've done and all my credentials and degrees, certificate, whatever the case may be, I would be further along in life and I would be making more money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know how many white people look for a white leader that can stand up? In his word, not back down and whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, boy, you can't be a nigga doing that shit. Nah, it be, it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough being It depends that. on where you're at. It exactly. depends on the environment. Yeah, if I'm in Atlanta, it's Chicago, not the, D.C., yeah. It's not the you gotta same You got to relocate. It's not but the it's same the same everywhere. everywhere for white men. Yes. You see what I'm saying? True D. True That's D. the part where it's yeah. like, why it ain't fair for me to do mm-hmm. the shit when y'all do the same shit. But the point of the, uh, the conversation is, you said Steve Harvey says if you sleep too much, Something about not sleep. If you sleep too much, you ain't going to yeah, be successful. You're going to be broke. You're going to be broke and you're yeah. wasting your time. Uh-huh. And then you said when well, you have the LeBron commercial, which is the calm commercial, uh-huh. where he talks about sleep is a key ingredient to success. Right. So yeah. it's like a juxtaposed position. Exactly. And, uh, which one would you go with? Which would, See, and that's the thing. I'm like, going I, with Bron. You know what? I'm going with Bron because because not necessarily the sleep aspect yeah. of it, but just the peace aspect The peace. I'm not like to me when like when Steve Harvey, like, listen. This motherfucker Steve Harvey is all over the fucking place. He doing whatever they tell him to he, do. He TV. doing whatever. They, and so, so, so a to message, get that bag. a message from him. Yeah. It matches his life. The yeah. motherfucker's a judge. He's a fucking talk show host. He's got his. He's, he's got not a judge. He's, fucking, he's an entertainer. I know. I know what like, he is, dang, but yeah. I'm just saying judge fucking Steve Harvey. Yeah, Mike know about that, but I'm saying, so of course <laughs> he can get on there and talk about grind culture and talk about if you sleep yeah. that, that you're going to be broken this and that. But I'm, you know, like that type of shit doesn't it doesn't align with my spirit. No. You know what I mean? Because I know that that's, that's what's happening in this world. Why do you think so many people are disappointed? Yeah, come on, man. So many people are trying to crash be other and people and crash and burn it every crash day. Because they're tr- every, like, if they don't have 100,000 followers on social media, they think that shit's not working. Right. And it's not only that, but it's also, um, if, you're, if you're, to me, if, you, if you're part of the grind culture, yeah. it's not necessarily an individual thing. You're looking at what the next person What the doing. next person is And I'm not living my life like that. No. You know, no. at this point in life, I'm not saying I never did that. Yeah. But at this point in life, I'm not looking at what the next man is doing, because if that's your metric for any kind of success, oh, you always going to be reaching for some. But the, and it's I just I hate when hearing that kind of shit. Yeah, me too. Like even in songs and then you got people <laughs> and then it's the thing about it. You'll have people posting that shit and saying the shit. And you'd be like, bro, you are broken in a bitch. You're broken and I am. <laughs> And you don't grind. And you don't grind. <laughs> but you just posting that shit. It's just like when you see shitty women posting <laughs> quotes about like love and God send me this or what is that? They be like, I want the Sierra prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What is a shitty woman? What is a shitty woman? What is a shitty woman? And and Anthony Roberts by it. I just uh I'm just oh, curious. It, I don't really have a description for it. I just uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know it when you see it. I know you know when you see it. You know a prostitute when you see one, right? That's uh, just like I, wait a minute. But listen, let's no. go. So I was literally talking. I was literally watching this. Uh, it was a TikTok, um, and it was this lady saying, uh, she was like, if he say he want to borrow your Netflix sign in, he broke. If he say, um, yeah. you know, can I meet you there or something like that, we broke, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the lady was like, if you a prostitute, just say that. Like, if all you want is money or somebody to supply or pay for your needs and yeah. your wants, yeah. just say that. Just say that. But be a prostitute. So, the, so, so what it made me look at is, what are all these women on Instagram who don't have jobs, but somebody's flying them somewhere, somebody's paying them for their ass, somebody's mm-hmm. paying them for their titties, somebody's paying them for everything that they put on social media. It's a prostitute. I mean, <laughs> we're paying for pleasure. Yeah. Whether it's eye candy pleasure, whether it's sexual pleasure, you know what I'm saying? But the thing about these expectations, a lot of these women are bad. Like when you look at Instagram, it's like some of the top beautiful women in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. I think where it gets fucked up is when it comes back to the regular streets. <laughs> and it's women who have not been in the gym yeah, what are you doing? every day. It's women who don't have a perfect body in society mm-hmm. standards. It's everyday who regular women body. who work a nine to five 
and do nothing else, mm-hmm. have no ambitions, and those are the women who are trying to pull off these same acts. Yeah, you can't. You got to know your lane. Yeah. You got to know your lane. Have you ever thought about being a prostitute? No, I have not. Have you ever seen that LA Fitness video with the dude that come in dressed like Michael Jordan playing basketball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He ain't Michael Jordan. You're not Mike. You know what I'm this saying? This motherfucker just to the T. To the T. He probably ain't even really bald, you but he shaved he that shit. He shaved that shit, bro. <laughs> so that's how I feel. That's what I'm saying. That's how I feel about these women on Instagram. Like, it's levels to everything. Everything. You can't come out here asking for certain things. This is how far it's gone, though, man. I know people love big women. Yes. But, bro. You see? You got too much of this shit coming up to where now these big women are half naked and doing some of the things that these size We didn't give them too much confidence. Man, I... This is gave the thing. too much confidence. I love Lizzo. I love Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo's all right. Man, but she be on that thing spanking them cheeks. <laughs> I be looking at Lizzo. I be like, man, Lizzo, like, she be like, she'll turn her thing. She'll wear a thong up her ass, up her back like somebody pulled a wedgie in that thing. See? And spank her ass to that motherfucker waves. And this is the thing. Everybody can't be Lizzo. No, nah, everybody All can't. All big girls can't be Lizzo. But sometimes Lizzo be pushing it. Sometimes, sometimes I look and I be like, go on, girl. Big yeah, girl yeah, power. Yeah, promote yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then sometimes right. I be like. Yeah, dial that shit back. Dial that shit back, Lizzo. <laughs> like, some niggas ain't into that shit. Right. And I like following you, and I don't want to mute you. Yeah, dial I don't that shit you. back. Okay, so I got a, a full disclosure. Come on, man. I'm sweating in this thing. Full disclosure. There was a point in time where I definitely considered being an escort. Let me tell you why. Oh, God. Well, no, seriously. Hotel Zaza. This, this is the thing. <laughs> Look, I'm a good, I'm a, listen, I'm a great date. Bro. Yeah. I'm a great date. I feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if there's bitches out there, no disrespect, if there's bitches out there, who can't find a date but got some money and needs somebody to go to you a just ball hang or something out and t- like hey. that. Yo, if you put me in a three-piece suit, I got conversation. Yeah. I'm black as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You are there. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I could be a good date. I don't know how that's a qualified for, for I mean, being a, whatever you're talking a, about. Because it's a good look. Because you're just black as hell. That's I'm a black great, as hell. All right. I'm a good look at anybody arm. It okay. don't matter who it is. <laughs> right? So... You know, you, black, you, black you, match with everything. It does. So, so, but I'm saying, you're though, crazy. I ain't talking about giving them no dick. I'm just yeah. talking about being a date. A I escort. have thought about that. Yeah, I, now, I, that was offered to me when I first moved here um, by a friend. Um, I used to be cool with this chick named Jessica, and she told me that. She's like, why don't you? Why don't you? I was like, nah. It's fucking money. I was like, because at some at one point, these one these motherfuckers are gonna want me to fuck. Somebody bro. is gonna want. Yeah, you. that's then, an extra twenty five. Especially pounds. when I was young. Right, that's what I was like. <laughs> but you gotta pay me some extra. But the thing about it, I told her too. I said, I'm a sexual person too. You know what I'm saying? I've, hey, you ain't gonna fuck your job off though. What you mean? I'm saying if my fucking gonna give you eight thousand dollars to go on a date, like yeah, I'm going. It. Yeah, that's what you're gonna. But do. if she was like, "Yo, can I throw in fifteen to suck that thing?" Definitely, of course. Man, if you throw, call extra. me whatever you want to yeah, call yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on, it's all good. I'm just gonna make you pay. This yeah, is I'm premium working. shit. I'm working. Hey, you I'm got working. bitches on Harry Hine and you got bitches at Hotel Zaza. It's different and it's levels it's out here. Levels to everything. We're gonna take a quick break. You've been listening <laughs> to the reality is I'm sweating this motherfucker. I gotta go pat myself. Oh, that's perfect too. Rapping ain't fun. I like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a uh, Hot Box uh-huh. with uh, Mike T- Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I normally don't listen to it, but I don't really listen to any podcast anymore. But I was listening to him today, and Action Brunson said that because you know he was like, yeah, he's. He, I didn't know Action Brunson was a chef. I knew he had a cooking show. Yeah. But he was like, he was a chef prior. Then he started rapping. Now he's been doing chef stuff again. But, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, he's thinking about making another album. Yeah. And he was like, why haven't you been, Mike Tyson asked him, why haven't you been rapping? And he was like, rapping ain't that fun when it becomes a business. And it's kind of how I thought to podcast. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of hit me because I was like, everybody is making podcasts a business. And I understand that. Yeah. But last year I was like, what about, like, people always want to see what you're doing in studio. I get it. You're growing your listenership. Mm -hmm. But when you're an audio head, like I went to school for broadcasting. So the reason I fell in love with MZ Studios, for one, you see how clear this shit sounds? Yeah, yeah. That matters to me. Very clear. And I tell people all the time, like, yeah, it's good to have a a video to go with something. But if you got good quality, Mm -hmm. you got good stories, you got a good storyteller, or you got good interaction on a mic, bro, Mm -hmm. if you just to sit down and listen to that shit, Mm -hmm. I love listening to the podcast in my car. Especially people who record here. Like sometimes yeah. I listen to like So Here's the Thing podcast mm-hmm. just because whatever the case may be. Every time Spider tells us something about Mike and he showed us, you know, shows us something that they're doing, mm-hmm. the quality is always going to be right. A1. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to me, this part of it matters. 
But we got to a point where it's like, hey, monetize this, and all yeah, of this shit man. started coming out. I saw a guy the other day, and he was like, I got a hundred thousand followers. I can get you to twenty thousand. I can get, and it's like mm-hmm. when you start pitching something that I love to me, I'm out. Right. I have a love for this shit. Yeah. So for me, like, we ain't never tried to get money. Some people have come to us. I even thought about it at one point, but I was like, I never want to sell myself. I want to be able to freely give this shit. And the people that's coming, they coming because they truly fuck with it. You know, the only thing is, bro, like, I, I'm with you on that, bro. I'm with you. I know you where you're going. I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. And I, I'm not even going to talk about it from the, from the standpoint of a podcast, yeah. but I think that you can definitely wrap it into what I'm saying. The world that we live in, bro, the world that we live in, is I'm not saying the world that we live in is about making money off of everything. Yeah. But to me, it's like, okay, if we got a podcast. It's putting value on yourself. Yeah. But I'm saying if we got a podcast and there's people out there who are who do have podcasts that are making money and mm-hmm. they're not as good. Yeah. I'm like, now wait a minute. If we are That's if, what I see. You know, if we're if we're good, meaning that we we have a good conversation, we have good topics that we talk about, we're engaging, you know what I'm saying? We're not yeah. just up here running our mouth and telling yeah. our own story. Yeah. We've got great quality, we got some visuals, yeah. some shit that can be promoted and make money off of yeah. compared to these motherfuckers. Yeah. Why not fucking jump in That's that shit? The, well, this the, this is the thing. It's all about money though. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is you do have to put it in yourself. First to get yourself out there. Right. So like I know with the new show and even next season, I want us to put more into it because Mm -hmm. even just from like even we just throw these clips out. If you notice, I haven't been editing the clips as much. Yeah. I just been kind of putting them out. Yeah. Why? Because the quality is already there. Right. The audio, you know, the the audio and everything is it's already there. So Mm -hmm. I'm just giving it to the people. If you want to promote it, put some money behind it. Do it yourself. Right. I ain't hating on none of these dudes trying to sell nothing. It's like you don't have to pay these people nine ninety nine or twenty. Put money into your own self, because mm-hmm. all they gonna tell that's the number one thing. You want to market yourself, put some money, put some money behind it. Be consistent. Mm-hmm. Have a good, have some good content. People will listen. Yeah, and and, and if your shit shit, if you've been recording for shit, 10, right. 20 years and you only got two hundred followers, that's probably your fault. Exactly. Give it up. And this is the thing, you know. So so what I was gonna say to complete my thought about this is that I love the focus. I love the focus. I love the mindset of how you uh, approach this and run this because to me, like that's where I'm at right now. It's about whatever I'm doing. The focus is not making money. Yeah. That's not the focus. Yeah. The focus is adding value to whatever it is I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. And then down the road, you know, because I've added value, now it's worth something and somebody's going to be willing to pay for it. That's true. But, but getting money was never the goal. Because then you'll just start putting, that's what I hate too. I hate when I see good creatives just throwing shit out there. Yeah. Throwing shit out there. And it's like, your shit's really good. Mm-hmm. You don't have to beg. You don't have to go too far. You gotta go and too I've far. said this message so many times because I see so many great creatives out there. And I'm like, damn, they dying to be seen. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever want to be dying to be seen. Just like in a relationship. Do you want to be dead? You don't want to be shown as a desperate person. No. Then you letting the motherfucker know they can put you up and put you down because you're going to exactly. want whatever somebody willing to give you or you're going to take whatever somebody's willing to and give anybody you. anybody going to wag you. Do whatever the fuck they want to do. You just going with the You wind. can't do that shit. And yeah. that's why like even one of the reasons we're switching the podcast to talk about it on here is I've outgrown this personality of the reality is. Mm. That's me. This person. This person. This aspect to This you. aspect to me, bro. Like being like, fuck this bitch, this blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, no, no. Like when I like I don't I can't even listen to old episodes, bro. I told Ortiz, I was like, can <laughs> we, like who is that? Can we cut the first one hundred and fifty episodes? <laughs> bro, I was crazy. Man, I talked hey, about hey, any Hey, wait not, a minute, wait a minute. Okay, this is what I'm thought, from the perspective thought. of like certain things yeah. didn't have to be said. Like I let my emotions get the best of me in certain situations. Gotcha. Okay. But the reason I'm not ashamed of it is because people Good. as they listen to it, you'll see the growth. Yeah. They'll you'll take see the, the growth. Look. You'll see the transition. But for me, yeah. it's like I'm done. I still want to talk sex. I still want to talk all these things through a third standpoint. That's yeah. life. But like I said, I want to reach a broader audience. So in order to do that, I'm going to go more FCC and just more of ass damn hell. Yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? And, and using beeps and shit. Yeah. And then if we go fuck <laughs> shit, bitch, then I'll use the beeps. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? I will, you know what I'm saying? That's the one you got to use. Yeah. When I first started doing um, college radio, I remember asking Lance Legas, I said, can we curse? And he was like, you can say every word on the FCC regulation, which is the basic things. Yeah. Damn in hell, really. Damn in hell. You know what I'm saying? Damn you it. may be able to get a, away with ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fuck shit, bitch. Mm-mm. That's done. That's you know what much, I'm saying? That's, that's, too, too that's too much, bro. You may get one, one or two slips before yeah, it's some, okay. something coming down. So, okay. And I want to get back to that because mm-hmm. honestly, it trained me. When mm-hmm. I was doing internet radio at Fishbowl, yeah. it trained me because they didn't really want you doing that either. Right. 
when I came to MZ Studios, y'all niggas gave me free range over the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit got out of pocket quick. It got out of pocket. <laughs> but you know what, though? I have to say, man, um, you know, obviously at that point, you needed that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I you, did. You needed that. Yes. And now you don't need it anymore. And but but the people who who tune into the like the people who tune into the new shit, yeah, they're gonna find that old shit and they're gonna appreciate. Oh, the for sure, they're gonna appreciate. it. But I like the people because even when I put the message out, you know, a lot of people was like, "Yo, you know, we like this." This is the thing I like: young dudes. Shout out to I see you HB on Instagram, and a shout out to King Naj and them like young boys. Shout out to my homeboy Dun- Lil Dante, man. Like a lot of homeboys, they hit me up and be like, "Bro, we kind of learn how to navigate and grow up." through hearing about this shit because it's like you're giving vulnerable statements like when I've talked about being broke when I've talked about my father when you've talked about certain things when Casey's talked about therapeutic stuff Artesia talking about her mom bringing her husband on talking about her kids like when you get these intimate stories with people bro it's kind of like I'm not crazy Mm -hmm. and some of the shit we say it's like it's so personal (laughs) that people like yo I wouldn't have never said that shit out loud right but I've thought that Mm -hmm. why aren't we saying this shit out loud well and that's the thing I think, and this is something that I had a conversation with, shout out to Gina from the G Lounge podcast, the Green Goddess. Um, a lot of times when you say the things that you say, and we say the things that we say, yeah. I believe that what we do is we give permission to other people to say the things that they really want yeah. to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Think about all the shit that's on TV now. Back in mm-hmm. the day when only a certain type of white man controlled certain things, they would only let like white commercials, white people in commercials. Whatever. Everything, Or you man. see so much interracial dating. Yo. You, I, and this is the thing. I like seeing the Latino oh commercials and the Korean commercials uh-huh. because those motherfuckers matter too. Right, right. Now I, you're starting to see it because this is the thing that America gets oh lost in. They only fuck, when they think about racism and interracial anything, it's black and white. Black folks. and white. It ain't just us in this motherfucker. No, it's not. You got Native Americans, you got all this other shit. So now you're starting to see these commercials. That's why it's great to have all these different streaming apps mm-hmm. to where people can create their own independent movies and stories and put this shit out. Yo, listen, full disclosure, full disclosure. This is a really <laughs> vulnerable podcast right now because you said something that, that really kind of touched me. And I have to admit that, you know, America made me a certain kind of way. Yeah. Like I, I didn't grow up just as an individual thinking about, you know, being pro-black and then it's all the shit that we experienced yeah. that made me like that. Yeah. So like right now, I only buy Girl Scout cookies from black girls. <laughs> I'm sorry, America. But not being I'm funny. I'm sorry. That's, so tell us, That's why, it. tell us why you do that, though. Well, because the reason why I do it is because for, for my whole life, as a kid especially, yeah. I was always told that the only people that have success in life is white people. Yeah. Right? As a grown-up. Yeah. Now, I look at it and I'm like, you know what? That's just the way that I was raised, not necessarily by my family, but by the media and things like that. Everything yeah. white was great. Everything black was shit. Yeah. So now when I see... You know, because obviously white folks for the longest in this country, yeah. they got everything. They got yeah. all the opportunities and everything else. Yep. So in this this Girl Scout cookie shit is money. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so big bucks. So listen, they good. They got plenty. Yeah. I, and when I, I see the motherfuckers outside of Kroger, yeah. if it's a black girl, yeah. I'm going to buy some cookies. Yeah. Look, full disclosure, don't judge me, America. I mean. America I t- made me like this. I, unless you are really good as a white waitress, I tip black waitresses and waiters more. <laughs> it's basically just me taking care of my people. Exactly. But at the same time, can I tell you this? I get sick of this shit. No, no, no. I the, do too. But the reason I get I'm sick not of happy it, with it. That's why I'm I do not like. I get sick of feeling I don't, like because they're myself. black, I gotta patron, no, no, no. be a, more of a patron to them. Stop, stop right there. I ain't got to do a mother. No, not thing. got to. But you know, no, what no, I'm no. I'm just you saying feel, I don't have that pressure. But it's well, you it's don't, a choice. But it's a lot of people that's no, like they feel like, hey, yeah. and then there's some people that be like, yo, well, this is a white person. I'm not gonna tip them. But if you knew this white person's life, they probably going through just as much shit, and they could be a good fucking person. Right. But I'm gonna tell you one thing about living in Dallas, bro. Living in Dallas, the view. Your skew, your views of white people can be skewed mm. because here in Dallas is so much pretentiousness, man. Mm. But one thing I told Artiza the other day, I said, it's a lot of white folks that live here that don't like white folks that live here. <laughs> it's a lot of white. It's just like it's a lot of Hispanics yeah. that don't like certain type of Hispanics. And, it's, it's, and black, too. And black, too. Black you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 and it's yeah, not yeah. because we just hate within our own race. But it's like when you act like a pompous yeah, ass no, and no, you act and you. you are elitist no, or no, you no, clap no. like. It's so many people that still don't like that Can't shit. Fuck with you. So now when I what I literally do and how I tip and how I grade people is how good are you to me in the moment that I'm dealing with you? Period. White, black. It don't fat, matter. Yes. Skinny. How good are you to me? How good are you? I would treat a big girl. One, I'm, this is a real thing. This is real. I don't know if Will Smith said this or what show it was on, but they were talking about if you go talk to the ugly girl in the room, everybody else pays attention mm-hmm. because they're like, if he's handsome and he's talking to her and she got him, I know motherfucker will talk to me. Mm. 
bro, it's the same way. Competent. Though. Women are very competitive, though. So it, it, it's the it's the same thing. <laughs> now we're gonna jump into some of these other topics. I want to talk about this one, bro. It was on the last episode. We didn't get to it. Mm-hmm. Dating outside of your race, but still looking back. Okay. Have you ever dated interracially? I did. When you were dating, mm-hmm. did you? Well, first of all, did you date that person for a long period of time? Yes. At any point of dating them, did you ever be like, damn, I miss black women or I want a black woman again? Yeah, it was every day, man. Every day. <laughs> so why was you even there? Well, because because oh it wasn't God. about that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't date her because she was white. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was Italian, by the way. But anyway. That's still white. You know I know. That's what I'm saying. Hey, man. What, was that how to be a player? She was like, she was Mexican. What did he say? She was uh, was like a Mexican. Ain't nothing but a white woman with a taco. Some of the hands kick in at all, nigga. You know what I'm saying? There's a connection there. Yeah. But anyway, but no, it was because at the same time, it was like, okay, like really, literally, I used to have this conversation with myself. I, because I knew a lot of dudes. This is what I was worried about. Yeah. There was dudes that I knew that only dated chicks because they was white. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. That wasn't me. But I just happened to be connected to somebody like this. And I was like, you know, it's not about that. Like, for me, it wasn't about that. It was definitely about the feeling, the relationship. And it was new. Like, I was young. Yeah. So I was like, what's the age, though? I mean, this is like high school, college. That's impressionable years. That's what I'm saying. It's very impressionable. So I didn't know nothing about love till I met this person. And so I learned like. No, nigga. Say that again, bro. No, I'm saying I didn't know nothing about love till I met this person. This was like my heart. Right. This is the first wow. love kind of situation. So it's like, of course, it wasn't about oh my God. the race didn't serious. matter. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. really, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to the emotional connection you have with a person, like literally, I learned this growing up. Your heart chooses who the fuck would want to love. Nigga. It, it, Your it, heart chooses, not you. Have you ever chosen a person <laughs> and then you're like, I know society don't view her the way I view her? Yes. That happens all the time. But no you, matter what the race. But this is the thing. I used to be the nigga that'd be like, I can't. Can't do it. Now, yeah. when you really understand love and being happy, right. bro. That's what it comes down to. Give it to me. And you know what? Sometimes it comes in the most inopportune situation. Yeah, yeah. You and the package that. is not the package you wanted or desired. Right. Some of the women that I've loved the most and cared for have kids. Mm-hmm. I literally told somebody the other day, I said, man, you know what? I never wanted a ready-made family. Right. But it's like, it's almost going to be inevitable at this point. At this point. Oh, a yeah, lot yeah. a lot of women that, and, and some of the young girls who try to talk to me, they're not bad women, but it's like, you can see the difference. <laughs> we cover it for each other. That's an inside joke, America. Oh my God, nigga, That's we cover it for each other. <laughs> Oh, Keep that between man. me, you, I know, bro. and the engineer. Woo. I'm trying to just hold in because that's yeah. the, my temperature start going. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, about freeze. time for me to take yeah. over. That's like, oh my God. Uh, but that's real shit, though. That's real shit, bro. And, so, and, and really, really, to me, man. you know, we're all progressing to this place, uh, especially when we get older. I think that when we get older, it's less about race, but race always comes back into this shit. But it always. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. But it does, man, because I, I this is the thing, too. This is what I want to get into what you just said. That's how you learn. <laughs> That's how you learned about love. Right. Yes. What made you like? Why do you feel that way, though? Well, and, and, and one I'm gonna be honest, one of my situations of really feeling loved and cared for mm-hmm. and desired white woman. Yeah. Well, because and I'm not and I'm no longer ashamed to say that, because, again, I'm not the type of person that dates a white woman and says because she's a white woman or a white woman with a fat ass. Right. It's because that person just came out of the blue. Yeah. But you can't help by these the, how a motherfucker treats you. And like you say, the heart chooses what it what's ever good to that motherfucker. Like the heart knows. It knows, bro. You know, and for me, it was like, it was, mind you, I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about 18, 19 years old. I don't know nothing. Only love I know is the love that my, my love for my parents, love for my siblings. Like, I don't, I never loved another person. Yeah. Like, outside of my family. So it was like, and it wasn't even a choice. Like, oh, I'm going to fall in love with this motherfucker. But it was like, okay, so you spend time with them. And, you know, when you get to college, you get to college, you're away from home. Yeah. You're spending, if you're not in class. Y'all dependent upon each other. I mean, you're spending a lot of time with yes. this person. Yeah. And then what happens is when, you, when you're spending all that time with this person and you're, you're building this connection, right? And then you separate from them. Then you start to feel the separation. So, And that's what it was for me. Nigga, what you saying that we didn't get this off last, last time either. Mm-hmm. It was a quote from Yellowstone, and it said, it feels good to miss someone again. Mm -hmm. This is what Jamie said about, I think, his wife or whatever. And it's crazy because it made me think the importance of acknowledging our feelings to ensure the benefit of how we feel. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, when he said that, I was like, it has to be someone. In order to miss someone, that person has to be giving you something that you need. No doubt. And then a few things that you want. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And within that need, I'm sure that need has a desire somewhere. No doubt. So then like when you're separate from them, need, yeah. you crave them. Yes. This is the thing I try to tell women. And then this shit's wasn't even supposed to be this. Yeah, we we, we go. It's Bruh, one of the branches. It, one men of the branches. don't need a lot of shit, bro. Yeah, we don't need a lot. We don't need a lot of shit to Very be happy. Simple. Very simple. And this is the reason I keep preaching this shit, bro, is because you got to try and take people's attention off what social media is showing people. Mm-hmm. Like I even be saying, sometimes this black love shit is a farce. And what I mean <laughs> by that shit is you'll see that shit on social media. And why does it look dope? Because they wearing some kind of designer clothing or driving some kind of car or they holding hands. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of them holding hands and they both got on fancy watches right. and bracelets. bracelets That's and not shit, black yeah. love, bro. No. That ain't black love. Mm-mm. That's niggas showing off. And then you see the <laughs> shit later on and it's it's wrecked. Right. You know I'm tell you something this black love that's in the limelight. Let's be straight up. Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Nigga, that's black love. Mm-hmm. The nigga cheated, had a baby, <laughs> made some mistakes. She fucking stayed. Mm-hmm. Not, and somebody be like, oh, he got money. She got a bag too. Yeah, a couple of them motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you realize the worth of a person, like we said last episode, one time shouldn't wipe out 10 years. Mm-hmm. Even if you are habitual, do you ever look at yourself when somebody does you wrong? If it consistently happens, you got to look at myself and be like, I'm the coming denominator. Yeah. I'm the commode that people come to the shit on. <laughs> if you feeling that way. Not the commode. This I'm just text you, I can't Old school, nigga. you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you got to look at yourself. Nigga, you call jeans duggeries? <laughs> Only you, bro. I ain't heard duggeries in a while, bro. But for real, no, man. No, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. But like you said, like, but but dating outside of your race and looking back and going back to the point of like, I've been there. Yeah. But then I had to look at it and say, why am I looking at mm-hmm. going back? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I was only looking at going back because it's comfortable. Okay. You look at going. No, I'm, I'm giving some of the thoughts for me and some people I've talked to. Yeah. I've got a homegirl who's dated outside her race and she said it. Guys, girl, when a black person dates outside their race, we even if you do it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. you always feel a sense of disloyalty. Yes. You always, t- I don't know right. where it comes from. Even if you're doing it for the right reason and you love it for the, you always feel a sense of disloyalty to your folks, bro. But it's, but it's only in America, though. It's only in this society that we live People in. put that pressure on us. Yeah. Sometimes not, your parents no, put that pressure on you. It's, and, it's, and it's a society that we live in because it's so much competition between the races. You it know is. what I'm saying? And Boy. obviously in this country. Yes. You know, we're the ones that's getting pressed down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, okay, so if we getting pressed down by the whitey or whatever, how it look. And then when we look around, we mm-hmm. talked about this before. Yeah. When we look around and we see the celebrities or the, the black folks doing well, like the celebrities, the the entertainers or the football players or the athletes, who they got on their arm. Yeah. Right? But that's also mostly say, white women. But let's also say this. You gotta look into it a little deeper, and that's what I wanna start doing with these conversations and stop having a high overview. We're looking at them and we're looking at them and we're saying, okay, they get to this level and they dating a white woman. Mm-hmm. How many black women may be in that arena though? Not saying that they're not or there's not as many, but they may Jay Z and them said all the time in their songs, the to higher you get the more you get to the top, it's not people that look like us. Right. So if you're an NBA Domino, player, yeah. you're a ball player, you're doing all of this shit, you're not hanging out in regular places. And when you do, that's how you get in fucking trouble. Right. That's how you get PJ Washington. You, you know, right, you get yeah. Brittany Renner or somebody pregnant and you fucking around with these randoms. So sometimes that shit happens that way mm-hmm. because of the environment that they are now in. Right. And it's not a lot of us in those environments, bro. Right. And and but that's the thing though, also. You and you know this as well as I do. A lot of those environments, you know, there's a certain there's a certain pool of women that they allow to be around them motherfuckers. Yeah. And there's a lot of them are not black girls. A lot of them are not bad girls. You know what I'm saying? Most of the people that like LeBron, that's high school love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These cats, I'm not saying that all these cats that are dating black chicks are all dating high school sweethearts. Yeah. But a lot of them, they're they dating are. chicks that they've always yeah, known. They always been with. Not no chicks. Some of these niggas pulled a French Montana and blew up and just got rid of them (laughs) high school girlfriends. They left the motherfuckers. (laughs) You out of here. That nigga French Montana like, yo, I ain't never had this kind of pussy before this. (laughs) Hey, bitch, (laughs) let me sign you. Let me pay you out of this marriage. You out of it. And we keep it moving. (laughs) But nah, man, I I thought the dating outside the race thing was was big because, like I said, even when we talked about it on that about the Harlem show. Yeah. When, uh, you know, the lesbians, the black chick was dating a white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? And she was ashamed of her in public. Right. The one thing I also Mm. give white people when they do date outside of their race, when they decide to do it, they don't give a fuck. Right. Literally, they don't give a fuck yeah, about what their parents say or nothing. We the ones that be like, my mom, man, what my mom gonna think? What my friends gonna think? Yeah. What are people, what are black people in public that I don't even know gonna fucking think? Everybody, man. And white folks be like, fuck my mom and them, fuck them, fuck everybody. But they have the privilege to do that as exactly. well. Exactly. 
And that's, I, that's what I always try to tell the white girls that I've known, even friends who talk to me about dating a white black guy. And I'm like, y'all don't have, you don't know. And this is the thing. When you talk about a person, when you're talking to a person who has a certain level of privilege, I think it's difficult for them to understand the mindset or the perspective of a person who yeah. does not have privilege. It's impossible. And I don't we're not knocking you, you white think. people. No, 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 not at all. We can because no. I t- we take that same shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if I could use some nepotism, I'd do the same goddamn no motherfucker. thing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying. I, and I so will I, do the same. I, I ain't knocking. Which is you why I buy the girls got yeah. cookies from the black. You know girls. what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's like I always saying is just be fair. You know what I'm saying. But nah, it's a real thing, bro. I, yeah, I it's think real shit. I really want to. The reason I just try to push love is love, not to side with any interracial dating or anything, because I really want to fix fix the gap between black love if I could because right. it's so much that could come from that not to be better or stronger than any other mm-hmm. race but because it's a beautiful thing when it's done right no doubt to see I agree that's why what is that show um, skipping down to the black TV shows bro oh uh, which one I didn't put it on there you didn't but we I not um, what is the one with Anthony Anderson oh blackish I like seeing them yeah. bro yeah, like I seeing it. it's, it's, it. it's like it's a modern fun. day Cosby it's fun. I mean, you still got to get. Hey, hey, he did his shit, but I mean, the, the nigga yeah, put out oh a good body God, of work. Yeah, you know what well, I'm saying? I'm did, not. You know, I'm not did, gonna knock the cops. They did show. let the motherfucker out of jail, so yeah. that's something to be said about. That. Hey, man, and even if he did do the shit, I'm, I mean, you know, <laughs> listen, let's he's not, wrong. Let's, let's not go into this. He's cops. wrong, but man, <laughs> he rapes, but he saves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. That's so perfect. When that shout out to what, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, when Dave Chappelle, said, I was like, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But this is the thing, too. God did some shit we don't agree with, too. Yes. A nigga knew everything that was going to happen, and he's still sitting us down, Lucifer down here to fuck with us. Yeah, we wrestling with all the shit this nigga created. That's that free will shit, though. Hey, man. That's that free will shit. I want to talk about, Mike, have you watched that? Uh, uh, it's on Disney, The Eternals? Bro, you got to watch that shit, dog. Yeah, what Like, to think about shit? the concept of, like, God and everything else. Mm-hmm. Real quick synopsis, bro. They have a guy that's named Amorish. Amorish has five, I think it's like seven Eternals. Mm -hmm. He sends them to Earth to save the world. They got powers and shit, They have powers and shit, bro. He sends them to their, you told me about this, but I I finally watched it. Uh He sends them to Earth. Their job is to help mankind, whatever, whatever. This is the thing, though. The world is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to allow the world to come to an end, but they have their own mind now to where they're like, we love people here. We've been living here for thousands of years. You know, yeah, we got to move around every 10 years because we don't age, but- this is a good world. We don't want to destroy it. Yeah. Well, what happens is when the world is implodes on itself, it implodes because it's maxed out. Seven, I think they even said it on the show. It's like seven billion. It was like it maxes out. It implodes on itself. Mm-hmm. What is this world about? Seven, seven billion. And Ooh, I, I think, think it's and, that high yet. And, and isn't that that, Mike? It's, I think it's like seven, seven billion. billion. Yeah, well, I thought it was like seven billion. The world Mike, population. fact check that, would you? <laughs> but it's like he but he said when it got to that certain number, it imploded. And when the world imploded, it creates another God. Mm. And it rises basically from the ashes. Wow. So what it made me think about is the Big Bang Theory and 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 so on and so forth. So if you haven't watched Eternals, it's on Disney. Disney watch, that, watch that shit, bro. But see the bigger message in it. And that's what I try to tell people. When you watch shows, see the bigger message. Man. Yes. We're going to take another break. Uh, again, you've been listening to The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct, and we'll be right back. Yeah. I'm only doing this because we're just going to take another break and go into the next segment, and then we'll end it. <laughs> okay. Because we can add that music whenever we want. Right. I'll pick a song to come back 4. into. 4.5 billion. Yes, I was about so, to say, we ain't at the seven yet. Oh, so we'll come back to it. I thought it was like five. Mm. I 4. knew it was like five. close. Yeah. But in that movie, I think it had gotten to seven billion, and it imploded on itself, bro. We only got a little bit. And it was supposed of... to create another god, mm-hmm. and basically it was 13 gods in the universe to where the world has started over that many times. You see wow. what I'm saying? And when they say the world's supposed to be destroyed by fire this time around. You see what I'm saying? Ooh, it's like shit, all these messages that come through that, these shows, ooh, bro. That's the shit that be having me fucked up, man. But And the Eternals were basically like angels. Mm-hmm. And how many times the Bible talk about angels living among us? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, do you believe in aliens and shit? I don't know, bro. But some of this shit, I'd be like, how the fuck they come up with Star Wars? And all I'm that, watching I mean, Boba Fett I'm right saying. now. And I'm like, all this shit they got. Who comes up with who comes how up good with this? this shit is? And not only that, but but you know, ain't be giving these niggas languages and everything. Listen, right? But, but you know, not only that, but like in my mind, it's like this. Like I've I've watched a lot of UFO like type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm and 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 like even like with the crop circles and all of that, and they talking about like you know some of the mathematical equations that have come from these perfect. You know what I mean? And I'm like, like microwaves. They say microwaves come from fucking aliens and shit like that's that. That's what I'm saying. Some it's of so that shit is hard shit. not to believe. When I was in New York, bro, we you know? did something in Harlem and me and Arteza got into a cab and in the cab, the guy had a, um, like a little, like a little laptop or like a little TV and he 
he had this. He he basically was like, what do you do? And I was like, yo, I do. Pod, I'm here for podcasts and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, uh, well, have you ever thought about talking about some things that happen in space? Like, do you believe in aliens? Do yeah, you believe in all yeah. this? And I was like, what are you talking about? So he basically was like, uh, he watched a documentary where they said you when people take off in a spaceship, they have a stopping space, basically like a gas station, like a stop pit mm-hmm. way out in space where people can stop. They can chill for a little bit, gas up keep going further in space. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the shit. But then he turned something on in the, t- in, the, in the car on YouTube and it was a guy who said he used to work for NASA. Basically a bunch of conspiracy theories things mm-hmm. and things to where people who have worked for NASA were talking about shit that they weren't supposed to be talking about. Yeah. But in my mind it's like, I was like, why ain't they dead? Then I was like, why am I thinking why ain't they dead? Because that's what TV shows us that they do to people who spill government secrets or mm-hmm. quote unquote create a conspiracy theory so weird that people start to buy into it. They like, get this nigga out of here. Right. Get this motherfucker out of here. So, I don't know, bro. I, I, you know, I think about that, too, like, with the whole, uh, you know, alien thing. And, you know, because they talked about that shit during a the pandemic. They just slid that th- that shit through. But it's like, in order for, for, for them to confirm that aliens are real and they got spaceships and shit like that, like, they're going to have to give us some background. You know I what I'm saying? Like, yo, when did you find this shit out? Or they always been here. If you fucking see an alien out there, leave them motherfuckers alone. <laughs> If, in, if these movies are end, you said leave them alone. Because if the movies are end indication, nigga, we ain't really they hostile. We not supposed to be winning these fights. They hostile. Like they always got one superhero, Han Solo, and it, you cannot defeat these type of motherfuckers, bro. We don't even never have the equipment, we the don't artillery. Got the we don't have nothing. But these we always got winning. lightsabers and shit. Yeah. We got guns. We only it. winning because it's us writing the movies, bro. We writing the ending. Exactly. If this shit's real, there's no way we Victor supposed goes to the spoil. Yes, there's no way we supposed to be winning this shit, man. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna find a song. Uh, let's come oh back into, God. and I'll use all. You recording all this still? Okay, I finna say I like to use the outros. Let's do. Um, we will do Money Bag Yo Scorpio this time. Shout out to X. You finna be sweating like a motherfucker. Nah, I'm good, man. I got my temperature there. You ready? No. Minnesota. Hard to tell. I can't figure out her motive. It's the small things. Don't take much to win them over. In October, I like money bag, bro. Yeah. Let me hit him start off and then we'll go in. But get out of her body, cause who I am. She fucked me with her eyes and bite her lips saying Zam. What really made me like a she ain't do too much like Pam. One night she cooked for me, next day I'm blocked on Instagram. That's a woman. Find out that she did me like I do the whole karma. Or committed to old boy trying to play her role. Some months go past, I ain't talked to her, I ain't seen what's up. Asked her how she been, she like I'm outside and I'm singing up. So you know I spent the block, shot my shot like we do ops. When it's off, she get it rocked. Wake up, then go shop. And I don't care about who had it before me, it's my goal. They dropping salt like she a so she my. If I hey, let me, so we can go back in, but you know, this is the crazy part. You know the part where he just said, he was like, I don't care if you fucked it before me, this my, this my goal. Yeah. Like, I'm that kind of person. Uh-huh. Anything after me, now. then I'm, I'm whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, fuck yeah. a thousand niggas before me, long as I don't know, it ain't got nothing to do with me. But when it's me, that's all I worry about, bro. Yeah, but and back then after me, I'm done. But you, but you kind of grew into that mindset right that perspective or uh, you always been like that? i've always been like that really yeah yes yeah see, I, I wasn't always like that what was your mindset you know i, I don't i don't I, you know i okay so this is a vulnerable podcast nah <laughs> fuck it nigga got me talking about all type of bullshit no that's that look nigga. nah no nah, seriously <laughs> no but the, but you know i could talk about this shit because i've grown to a different place and a different perspective but in my mind i used to think to myself that um you know like the chick that was for me was was waiting for me and living her life before we even met. Oh yeah. So sure. by the time we got together, there was never going to be anything that she's ever done in her life that that would be something that I disagree with. That's how you thought. <laughs> That's how I used to think. Oh, no, nah, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna work that at all. Like work. you ain't gonna get too far thinking like that. <laughs> so yeah, I've kind of gotten to that place. But also just in 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 a connection to that. What he said in the song about, you know, one day she cooking you breakfast, the next day she blocking you on Instagram. Like, honestly, back in the day, that shit used to bother me. Yeah. You know, but now I realize motherfucker only going to do that shit when they really love you. You know what I mean? They only going to do some wild shit, block you on Instagram, block you everywhere. Oh, yeah. Not talk to you for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. They really love you. Because if they don't give a fuck, they're just going to let you see it and be like, eat this shit. Exactly. Hey, yeah. eat it. <laughs> I want to get to a couple of uh, listener questions. And it's 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 more so of people like, you know, coming in the DMs, asking questions. Uh-huh. Some of this is uh, conversations with some people I know. And they're like, yo, pitch it out there. You know, some people be like listen to questions. You be like, nigga, ain't nobody sent y'all nothing, yeah. right? And some some podcasts I be listening <laughs> to, like a and some people I literally can listen to their podcast, and I be like, 
Nigga, ain't nobody asked y'all this shit. Nice try. Y'all literally created this motherfucker. Nice try. Literally, we rarely do listen to questions. So when I say that shit, somebody has literally sent me something. Literally. So so this one is from one of my homeboys, bro. We were talking this week, and he was saying, is it disrespectful to always put a girl or your mate in doggy style? And the reason he said said that is because he was like, he was dating a chick. Uh That's his favorite position. Uh That's pretty much how he always hit her. He like ass. He like, that's the way he liked to see it. But like I told him, I said, have you ever seen it from her perspective? I said, mm-hmm. let's just say you got a daughter or let's just say you got a sister and just think if a dude is pounding her out from behind all mm-hmm. the time, he never looks in her face. He never like it's just looking from her view of just yeah. being face down, ass up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's OK. Yes. It First is. time, second time. Yeah. But it's like if that's always some women may feel like, yo, why he can't look at me? Why we're not in a connecting position. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That was my perspective. Yeah. Well, ladies, listen. If a nigga don't want to look in your face, then you just a fuck thing. Let it be. Especially if it's consistent. Just, just let it be. Especially if it's consistent, bro. So let it be. Like, don't try to make something into a love thing that's just a fuck thing. I'm just saying. And, and then this is, now this is the other thing. Now, I will say this guy that I'm talking about, and he'll hear this, I, I love him to death. But he is a motherfucker that can get shit misconstrued. Okay. What I mean by that is he said it himself. Mm-hmm. Even in a dating a girl, first date, second date, within the first month, he's treating them well. Mm-hmm. Like even hugging, being all touchy, like that's him. Yeah. I don't do that shit until I'm into a girl. Right. He gives them that treatment because like that's early. just a part of his plan. That's okay. a part of how he, you know. Courts a girl, talks to a girl, dating, like he just makes them feel like something. Oh, so then when he when he turn them around, they feel away. I guess so. Yeah. But this is the thing. That's tough, man. But this is also the thing. Like I've said it before. It's so like so many guys will treat you great. Mm -hmm. Not because they don't want to treat you great, but you got to make sure you give it some time because some of these dudes like they're treating you great, but they still don't want nothing from you. Right. Just because a motherfucker treating you great don't mean he wants something from you. Not all the time. You're right. You're right. But most of the time. I mean, what I'm saying is like long. He don't want. Exactly. He don't want nothing long term. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, see, and and I, I think it is important to understand what you're saying. Like, and we all have to get better at this. I think that you and I probably are really good at this right now yeah. in life. Like, we recognize things for what it is. Like, yeah. I know a motherfucker who's who's got some emotional attachment who who looking way down the road about me. Yeah. And I know a motherfucker that's just looking <laughs> at me like a piece of meat. Like, nigga, I just try to fuck this motherfucker. Yeah. I know the difference. Yeah. So I'm not, but I don't try to make something something <laughs> that it ain't. And I think that we do that, man. <laughs> we can't do that shit, man. Yo, you can love a motherfucker with all your heart and still hit it from the back all the time. All the time. You still love him. But. I mean, I like to switch it up a bit. No, no, no. You got to. Yeah. You got to. But you always going to have your go-tos. Yeah, you going to have your I'm go-tos. I'm sorry. I just, you know, ass up in the air is just what it is. I don't think mine is mine. <laughs> mine yeah, let me see. There's nothing that beats that. I'm sorry. Especially when you got that coconut oil and shit. <laughs> Rub that motherfucker. He want to make a banjo out <laughs> of their booty. I'm telling you, man. God damn it. There's nothing more beautiful. You know what? Back in the day, and this is the funny thing, because we, I think that we, we get influenced by a lot of things that we hear. So I remember NC. back in the day. Yeah. I remember in high school, I remember I was talking to a chick and we was talking about this same yeah. kind of thing. Favorite positions <laughs> yeah. in my life. I was like, man, I love that doggy style girl to put that ass out there. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you gay. I was like, what you mean? She's like, well, if you always like to hit motherfuckers from the back, then you probably gay. I'm like, you That's know, if like, I was a yeah. weak-minded type of motherfucker, I might have yeah. really Took believed that shit. To that shit yeah. nah. But you know, people have always, that people used to say that too when it was like, you know, I'm going to be honest. I used to be that motherfucker too. Like back <laughs> in the day when people hit something, they'd be like, yo, I want to hit a girl in the asshole. Like, yeah, yeah, I ain't yeah. play. I'm like, you know, why would you want to fuck a girl in the ass when a nigga got an asshole? But I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm in that shit now. And I'm like, hey, it's, a, it's a little different. It's but, a little different. But you know what that was? I'm going to tell you what that what was. was that? What, what it was was back in the day, you only thought guys did had sex doggy style. Like yeah. gay dudes. Gay dudes. Only had sex doggy style. It blew my mind when I, th- when I had a conversation with somebody about them doing different positions. I was yeah. like, what? Y'all do different positions? I thought it was strictly doggy style. But this is the thing, bro. When you find this a conversation woman, when you fi- a yeah, whole nother direction. Whole nother direction. But you know what's so funny? When you find a woman who really like cares for you and mm-hmm. as a guy, you know how when you be nervous to do certain things? Yeah. This is, you know how back in the day used to use the word turn you out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you <laughs> fall in love, that's when a motherfucking woman can turn you oh, out. Oh, no doubt. She can have you doing things to where you're like, yo, this used to be the most questionable shit. Now you laying here and you like, la da 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 No second thoughts. Like, no second thoughts. you just doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? I used you, to be a motherfucker who did That's when you like, open. That's what you used to say. Nigga, you open. You free, bro. Yes. I'm okay with being pussy whipped. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Give me 37 lashes on my back. Get nigga. me there. Give me there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
It's okay, fam. Pussy would be, goddamn. You, hey. <laughs> Bro, being in love is a different thing, man. I think for me, it's like when you, when to fall in love is, for me, is hard. But when you get there, it's like, bro, the possibilities of whatever you want to do with this love is endless. Man. Yes, it's unbelievable. It's a different ball game. I, I feel different about it, bro. It's just, I think to be able to miss people, like I, I, the reason I try and talk about this shit too is dudes be having feelings that we don't even let out. No doubt. Yeah. And we don't let them out until we get around somebody that can like a therapist or a mentor mm-hmm. or you finally get with a woman where you're like, yo, I can spill all the beans. Right. I can spill them all. You know, and this is the thing for the ladies, for the ladies. Um, as men, it's it's not as easy for us to just naturally spill the beans. No. But if you're a woman and you have love for this person, you know this man loves you, you have to intentionally create a safe environment for that to. man to be open with you. You can't just and think really, your thoughts. You, know, you gotta say the motherfuckers. Got to. And men gotta show shit, bro. Hey man, don't nothing make me blush than somebody hit me up talking about something I'm thinking about you or saying like the same shit to make these women blush. Exactly. Hit your boy with them. Yeah, I don't need no flowers or nothing. You don't, you don't need none buy of that. Flowers. But just it's tell just like me how acknowledge you feel. my presence, man. Tell tell me how I make you feel. Yo. Yeah. Women who can do that, bro, you pretty much got your woman stuck. For sure. I, I mean, period. I want to have a GTD, GTD moment. Shout out <laughs> to uh, Tommy Strong. Strong. You know, if strong. you're a real uh, Martin fan, I know niggas used to always be like, Tommy Strong. And it's strong like, no, that uh, nigga is Tommy Strong. Strong. If you're a real fan. Get it right. But I, I hit you up and I was like, you know what? I was looking at something and I, it was Martin and I thought about GTD and I was that like, what was one of our got the draws moments? Maybe mm-hmm. an easy, like one of your easiest times, one of your hardest times. Has it ever been a time like you really wanted a chick and you did a lot of shit to get to that point? Mm. Uh, and did I get it? Yeah. Uh, not really a lot of shit. You know, like my work for it. Yeah, yeah, there was some work involved. There was some work and there was some patience because there was a lot of time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Resources wasn't always there. So for my situation, it was like a situation where, you know, it's like, you know, end of the school year, you know what I'm saying? You at the club and you like, yo, you you just you just connect with a yeah. motherfucker, right? I'm like, yo, this motherfucker could get it. And then the summertime comes, you'll see that motherfucker all summer. <laughs> you think about the motherfuckers all summer and be like, yo, we get back to school. It's on. And that's yeah. kind of what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I knew like if it was if, if we had a if we had the opportunity that night that yeah. I met her ball game. My, but, but it didn't happen. My got the draws moments. Anytime I like I would say my got the draws moments are moments I did shit I wasn't <laughs> supposed to be doing. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, not being funny, the times I've talked about it, like when I've been with a married woman or something. Okay. Like, cause you, like when you get, like, yeah, it's definitely still, not expecting it. You're not expecting it. So those are like, the best. Those, that's what I'm, those are the best. That's where I'm going. The best got the draws moments for me is the moments that you did not expect the shit to happen uh-huh. and it fucking happens. Those are the best fucking moments. Or like you put some work in and it paid off. And it pay off. Because it don't always it pay off. It does not. Man, can we talk about that? <laughs> when I see women out here like being like, oh, nigga may got a little dick, whatever, whatever. And I be like, when girls are talking about dudes, I'm like, how many of us are out here really talking about them? Yeah. Because yeah. it's a lot of times you do work to get a woman. Mm-hmm. And when you get them, you like, this sex is trash. Oh, my goodness. And you be thinking. Regular old crackers. And some of them think just because that shit is juicy or you got a nice ass, it's still trash. I'm telling you, if you don't got drool on your chin and you giving a blowjob, <laughs> that shit is well, trash. But Unless that guy just likes you being a head sucker. Mm. Other than that, you got to come on, man. Yeah, but how but how often do we see these all these, these branches, bro? It's not just that easy because especially when you first start having sex with a motherfucker, how much do you really know them and how much do they really know you? But that's why I said in the I'm beginning, not, in the beginning. Well, for me, by the time I've ever had sex with a woman, I've known them a little bit because I just don't jump the sexually, gun, though. Se- not, well, not sexually. That's what but I'm saying. You can ask certain questions or certain conversations yeah, should have conversations to where, you know, but see, this is the thing about me. I'm always putting what I like out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even in friendships and relationships, like my communication is spot on. It may be harsh, but it's always there. Yeah, okay. You should know where I stand at all times, Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. There's no questions. Uh, shit. It ain't no motherfucking <laughs> questions, bro. Uh, last one. Last one. How do you have a conversation about uh, polyamorous relationships? How should you have that conversation? You know, like, that—that that is a great question. And, and I'm, I'm not definitely the person that professes to have all the answers because I learn a lot from the conversations that we have. Yeah. And I think that we've had conversations similar to, you know, as a woman. Like, the, I know the ladies have asked, how do you tell a dude? Yeah. Uh, you know, that you want to have sex in a certain way that you've never had sex with them before. Yeah. How do you have that conversation? You just got to have it. I, I, you got to have it, but I think you also got to throw it out there. I know it was a point in time where I had that offer. 
Mm-hmm. And I vet it. Like the way you vet though is you gotta you gotta watch something. Like you gotta watch a show this or a movie this. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta polyam- introduce the you shit. You gotta introduce it in some kind of way. Polyamory be on, and then if you watch if you watch some polyamorous <laughs> shit, and the girl be like, hmm, hmm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. okay, she may be into it, but if she got that frown on her face, like why are they sharing one right. another? Mm-hmm. I can never. Sh- don't bring the shit up. Right. Well, yeah. Oh, until you put in some time. The reason I say you got to massage, you got to massage it. So I'm going to give you an example. True story. (laughs) Wasn't even about no anal shit, but it's like I started really fucking with this chick. And I was like, man, you know, like I said, when you start loving a person and you feel a certain way, you want to just expand. You want to expand some things. So I remember being like, yo, you know, what's your thoughts? I wouldn't even I was just curious. What's your thoughts on anal? She said, never, never. I would never do this. Ain't doing it. When she fell in love, it was like, hey, you remember that time you brought her? I'm kind of, I've been thinking about it. Oh. I was watching some videos. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, and because of how, and I, and I literally asked, I said, what changed? She was like, I trust you more. Mm, trust. I care about you trust more. Trust is the word. When you start to have trust, love, and the communication is proper, women will give themselves to you. They'll give you anything. And they will give it to you willingly because they're not thinking of, oh, if he hit me in the ass, it's going to be some pain or it's yeah. going to hurt. They yeah. do their own research. They watch some shit. And then, you know, that's how it happened for me. I used to be against anal at mm-hmm. all. Then I saw, uh, uh, I came across a porno one time. Uh-huh. I found myself at oh, the them, computer. Them, shit, them fucking dishes is dangerous. Hey, man. And I was looking and I dangerous. said, the penis trajectory in this person's ass <laughs> with the amount of oil on it, it don't look that bad. It don't look that bad. It's like Martin said, you ever lick it like he was talking about Gina Toes? He's about to say, have you ever eaten toes? To- you ever lick some toes? Martin said, hell no. He's about to say, ain't that bad if you clean the toe out. Right. Like, that's how I started looking at this shit. If you do what you need to do and you got somebody you care about it, it may not be that bad. Listen, I'm going to shout out, shout out to Brandon on this one. As long as we got enemas on deck, we straight. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself cleaned out, goddamn. Get damn yourself it. cleaned out. Clean bro. that thing. And then out, we can man. do whatever. Whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> now, I, I really, you know, the one thing I will miss about going back to uh, like us transitioning. Yeah. I've, if I'm being honest, I've been at this point of transitioning the podcast. I started to just drop this bitch this year, like mm-hmm. just middle of the season. Yeah. If you think about it, that's why the last couple of episodes didn't get dropped until like weeks later. Uh huh. Because I was just like, I ain't here no more. Yeah. And anytime I feel like I'm not here, I got to give it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't want a podcast anymore, but I'm so far removed from the person I used to be. Oh, okay. And what this is tied to. I see. I and see. I'm bringing it back to that to get ready to end the show. But it's because it's like, it's all about growth, bro. Mm-hmm. It's all about growth. And what have we been talking about, about the last few years? Growth, perspective, right. change, evolution. Blossom. And now I'm getting to that point, bro. And, and, I literally, it's been hard to get to this point, but I ain't going to even lie. Putting it out there the other day, it felt good, you. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt good. Yeah. I was supposed to talk to all y'all first. I had mm-hmm. already, you know, told, spoken yeah, yeah, yeah. to all y'all individually, mm-hmm. but I was like, if I don't just put this shit out there, you know, sometimes you put it out there and it's like, now nah, I got to hold myself accountable. Got to. Got to do this yes, shit. Yes, And that's why I'm like, I'm ready because I'm like, where are we going next, bro? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the only thing I'm going to say this, because this is, this is the feedback that I've gotten from several people. Yeah, what's up with Anthony May trying to end the podcast? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't do that, man. We need y'all to be this, these people. You know what I'm saying? And I said, well, understand, we're not totally getting away from it because I know what's going to happen. What's going to happen is we're going to do the serious shit. We're going to do the therapy yeah. shit, the professional shit. Yeah. And then we're always going to come back. You'll always have, you'll always have something. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing about it. Like, if I'm being honest, like. It's just a new lane. Even if the podcast goes away, like. I can't. It's one of them things that'll still be sitting there. Yeah. Like if I wanted it's to come forever. back, if I wanted to come back and be like, yo, we're going to drop just six episodes, you know, just for the old time's sake. Yeah, like this is the thing about sake. it. You could do whatever the fuck you want to do. Anything. That's why I like being free yes. to record, say whatever you want to say, do whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. because you can talk about those things. The one thing I think people have always liked about the podcast is even with my mistakes, I've made a fool of myself. I've succeeded. I've failed. And that's life. That's life. And it's a reflection. when people can call in and they hear a gay man talk about whatever or a lesbian talk about whatever or have Joe come in to talk about being white and from his perspective. Mm-hmm. Like anytime people come in here from different perspectives, we respect the perspective. Right. We've never had anybody in here where it's like, yo, shut the fuck up. Get this dude out of exactly. here. Exactly. We ain't with that shit. Yeah, it's a safe space. It's been spaces where I've heard some shit and I'm like, man, I don't agree with that shit. Mm-hmm. But it ain't my place. Because it's somebody else that may agree. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm yeah, just somebody play, listening. I'm just here to play devil's advocate and see what we can get. Angels, How much we, can angels, we squeeze out of this advocate. conversation? Angels advocate. Who? 
Angels. That's nah, why I got rather, my kids. Angels advocate. Nah, I'd rather be the devil's advocate. That <laughs> nigga's strong enough to get advocate. some shit done, man. For real. <laughs> People don't give that nigga enough credit right. if he exists. Man, you got anything before we get up out of here, man? Nah, man, I'm, I'm excited about what's going to happen next. You know what I'm saying? I love to, to have conversations, but I also love to show the range. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I'm also really looking forward to convincing you to keep this motherfucker burning because whenever we want to come back, you know, we have another side of us that's... Frank always got it. He, he always want to just keep it going. I'm just saying. No, I, no, no. I'm, I love the pivot. We'll always be able to come I back love here. The pivot. But for, yeah, that's why I finished saying But I think it's one of them things where it's pivoting. Yeah. And then what? What are the, it's, some, it's been some shows that they've been doing some remakes of and coming back. Yeah. The Wonder Years. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So it could be, it could literally be something like that to where it's like, you know what? Maybe I pick it back up in a few years, but it'll be a totally different cast. Right. At that point in time. Exactly. Like you may still be here, but I know Casey's yeah. that the therapy thing will probably be more for yeah, her. Artesia, it would be something different. thing taking like, off. Yeah. Shout but out to them too. Yeah, you for know sure. You saying? Being their own bosses. We got boss bitches on the podcast. Literally. Not boss ladies. Yeah. Are they going to take a pass to that? I don't think they will, but they regular women yeah. who have narrow minds and, yeah. lunch and traditional views will. Boss ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that boss bitch. <laughs> Straight up. That's what I was about to tell you. And uh, we're here at MZ Studios, man. We got the owner in this motherfucker today, not Spider. He replaced him. Again, Spider, get well. Yes, Mike, sir. we appreciate you, man, for uh, holding it down today. But uh, with that being said, let, Spider, let's go out to, um, you're probably going to have to look this Mike. one up. Mike, did I say Spider? Yes, you did. I'm so used to saying, okay. I'm so yeah, used to yeah, saying yeah, Spider, yeah, yeah. man. We miss you, Spider. Let's go. Um, Twenty One Savage, Glock in my lap. You know I'd be all <laughs> you over like Twenty One Savage. I like him, man. Anything. I told Ortiz the other day. I said, man, I feel like I'm changing back into a little bit of the old me while approaching forty. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, it's so, a good time. Yeah, man. We appreciate you guys, 21, man. Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One. Beef Big footprints, pussy. 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 Yeah. pussy, 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 okay, 21, okay, 21, I like his flow. Okay.